0: Hi and welcome to the Final Whistle. This is Kabir, and I have with me someone we haven't heard much from for the past few months. We've seen him on every other platform except for ours, and I'm happy to say that my original co-host, Mr. Deepan, is back. Deepan, welcome
1: back. Are you excited to be back? Definitely, so excited to be back. Um, I've been listening to the Final Whistle from the sidelines. You know, itching to get back to host the show. Uh, first of all, huge thanks to Shan, Jerome, and Farah who helmed the show while I was away. Um, and yeah, you know, what an interesting episode to be back for. You know, I've been wanting to speak to this guest for such a long time. Um, you know, before I intro- introduce him, you know, football punditry. What comes to your mind when I say these words?
0: Um, It's something that I've always wanted to do as a kid, but realised that I will never be good at, simply because I don't have that critical eye that you need to be a pundit. I mean, I can be a pundit, but one of those that go viral for the wrong reasons. And that's why I appreciate uh, proper pundits who make the whole viewing experience more enjoyable by teaching you one or two things that you don't notice. And yeah, especially in an ever-evolving sport like football.
1: Yeah, um, and look, I think the media today is such an important aspect of football, especially so in our country where every little help counts towards the product uh, to make it more attractive than it can be. Uh, today's guest, I think we were used to seeing him on um, Fox Sports, uh, AFC Cup and AFC Champions League Action Um, You know, I was really pleased when I found out that he was going to be part of the Singapore Premier League coverage. And boy, have I been proven right. He's been a breath of fresh air for the league and and the coverage. Really so pleased to have him here on the show, finally. Uh, Welcome to the show, Rish Roshan Rai.
2: Wow. All the compliments flying left, right and centre just because I'm here. Thanks, guys.
1: Well, what do we say behind? You don't know. Huh? Exactly. What well, doesn't
2: matter. Lah. What you say in front of me counts. Exactly. Uh, other people's opinion on me, behind my back, I don't care. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> not my, no, really, none of my business. You're not snakes. But,
1: <laughs> uh, I'd like to start the show off by, you know, going straight into your football career first before we come into the punditry side of things. Um, how did your football career begin in a sense where when you were young, how did you end up uh, liking the sport?
2: Yeah, I think um with a lot of things I think family plays a a big role. And I think you know children get influenced one way or another. Uh I come from a from a sporting family. My dad used to be an athlete, uh my brother also my older brother uh, played football, He played rugby and things like that. So when you're sort of exposed to to sport, my mom as well used to be into things like taekwondo and uh uh speed walking and uh, um aerobics and things like that so when you're sort of exposed to that environment from a young age um, a sporting environment you pick up things quickly right you go out go downstairs um, play football at the void deck or go down to the street soccer court with your primary school friends who come over and visit and things like that so that kind of thing sort of uh, led me into it. And uh you know, siblings, younger siblings, they tend to pick things up off their elder siblings. So my my older brother is five years older than me. He was also uh, a a big influence, a big part of that. He would obviously be exposed to things a lot earlier than I would have been. So I just follow and pick up certain things along the way. And um I decided that football was the 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 sport for me. That was the one that I was more exposed to. And uh, that's pretty much how I start, sort of picked it up uh, as a as a young kid. Uh, playing football.
1: Mm-hmm. You talked about uh your dad being an athlete. Uh, I understand he was a hockey player. You, is that correct? Uh, he
2: was a hockey umpire. Okay. He was uh he was more involved uh in athletics in terms of uh track and field. Um various aspects like he used to play football as well in schools, uh rugby, all kinds of sports basically he was uh, he was involved in. Uh so yeah, as I said again that sort of uh
1: influence uh, comes into it as well. Mm-hmm. That's how you picked up an interest in the sport, but you know where was it that you realise that uh, you're not too bad at the sport?
2: Um, I don't know. That's a tough question to answer. I guess when I went to, because my primary school, primary school I went to was uh, Anglo-Chinese school junior. And at that time, there was no football team. So, <laughs> so when it was time for me to actually join a CCA. What was the CCA then? Uh, tennis and mini tennis.
1: Okay. Min,
2: mini, tennis. mini tennis. Mini tennis used to be a sport. Maybe I'm showing my age. But back, back <laughs> in the day,
1: you play in That's your in, uh, first back in the day uh, of the episode. <laughs> back in the
2: day. Uh, back in the day. I have to throw that in because I hear that a lot from a lot of people. So I just my you know, little dig at the, the back in the day thing. <laughs> but yeah, when I was in primary school, they had this sport called mini tennis. You play in an indoor sports hall. See Nazan nodding his head there. Maybe he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so yeah, it, it kind of like you play on the, the badminton court. And then the netting, and then you can play a singles or doubles or whatever. It's this small orange ball you can find these orange balls at uh, at sports shops. I won't name the sports shop because maybe you're not sponsored by them, or one day you want to be sponsored by them. But quite a major sport sporting chain la. Let's put it at that. Uh, yeah. So actually, we were national champions at mini tennis. So uh, that was my, that was my sport in school. CCA playing tennis and mini tennis, and then on the outside, I actually uh, was encouraged by my father to go and go for trials at Milo Soccer Schools. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Yes, there was Milo Soccer School. <laughs> uh, and so my I was living in Bukit Bato at the time and uh, Kerming Primary School was the, was the center for Milo West Zone. So he actually saw um, uh, an, an ad in the paper saying that the Milo centers were having trials. One of them was at Kerming. And he said, you know, why don't you go in, uh, and, and try it out? He bought me my first pair of boots. I still remember Reebok boots. Bought from uh, Jurong, this mall in Jurong. Last time they used to have that mall in Jurong. Don't know where they're still around. The ice skating ring and all that was there. Now they have like Big Box and IMM. And, and IMM was around for Big Box and whatever, like, Cube or, and all that stuff. But this was one of the older malls in, in Jurong. Yeah, so I bought my first pair of boots. Went, uh, went, and, uh, went and tried out and uh, got into, into that Milo West zone. Primary four, I think I was 10 years old when I first started properly training with a coach in a team, you know, learning lots of technical skills. We did a lot of technical drills. We did a lot of like uh, Cruyff turns, stepovers, things like that, how to handle the ball. Uh, and then basically it was that. Line. And then going to school and playing football, uh, you know, in, in, in your free time, recess time after school. And then you see you're maybe significantly better than some of the, your, your classmates, your peers. Um, maybe if I'm Premier 4, I'm playing with the Premier 6 kids, for example, playing at an older age group because I have experiences and I, I'm picking up technical skills from going to Milo Soccer School or whatever. So I guess from there, you sort of feel like, okay, I'm, maybe I'm I'm decent at this. I can give it a go. And then in secondary school, uh, went to ACS, Anglo-Chinese School, Barker Road. They had a football team, thankfully. Uh, joined the football team. No mini tennis this time. No mini tennis. <laughs> Gave up the the tennis. <laughs> Gave up the tennis. Um, Concentrate on the football. And uh, Actually, the first year that I played, 13 years old, playing in the C Division. um, Didn't get any sort of opportunity to play any COE or, or, or things like that. And then uh, from 14, I managed to join uh, Clemente Khalsa. So that was my first Centre of Excellence Club.
1: From Clemente Calsa, uh, where do you end up next uh, in terms of your development?
2: I was actually scouted in a school game. I was playing for Anglo-Chinese School, Barker Road, in the B Division competition. And I remember after a game at Whitley Secondary, we were playing, was it Whitley or one of the other schools we were playing at? Maybe Bartley or Whitley, one of those. Um, I remember this coach, I think his name was Razali. Razali, Uh, back then, was a home United under-16 coach. And uh, he sort of came up to me after a game and said, you know, uh, can I have your number? You know, come down for, for trials, come down for training. So I was like, delighted, uh, you know, go and try it with the home United big club in Singapore, right? And, you know, to be scouted by them and to be going for, for these training sessions and eventually making the team was, uh, was a big deal for me. So that was, that was the next step. So 15 years old, went into the under-16s at, uh, at Home United. Uh, and I played there for like four years up until I was, I was 18 basically with the same coach. Uh, learned a lot, developed a lot while I was there. And uh, and yeah, Home United basically for, for those four years in the series system, 15, 16, 17, uh, and 18.
1: So you were with Home United uh, up to the point where you enlisted for national service, correct? Yeah. Um, before national service, uh, were you thinking of NS as a, as an obstacle? Uh, did you feel like, I'm developing well here, now I've got to go for NS? Were you worried at all about your professional football career uh, being disrupted?
2: Not really. Uh, after 18, actually, if I, if I go back to this, after 18, once you're done with the under 18s then the next step is prime league right and so uh never really got the call up to go for prime league trials at home I got I got called once from one coach and then he just asked me what position do you play and I said oh I play in midfield oh you're not striker then huh? I'm like no I'm, I play in midfield okay okay never mind bye and that was it <laughs> so <laughs> I guess he was quite specific you know he was looking for 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 a striker so uh so actually I stopped. Stopped playing after that. I didn't play any prime league. Uh, And and remember at this time as well, 16, I did my O-levels. 17, I went into polytechnic for a year. I went to Nanyang Polytechnic. Um, And I didn't do do that well in my O-levels in the sense that I couldn't pick the courses that I actually wanted to pick. Um, So I actually ended up in in IT, information technology, which was horrible for me. Really. Really. You know like it was people say it was all greek but it was all like IT basically code and all that kind of stuff which was just I couldn't get wrap my head around it so I spent a year there I tried to switch courses to sport and uh, wellness I think sport and wellness management or something they had a course there at the time uh wasn't successful so then uh, at that point I guess we I, I decided along with my family to just forget about forget about poly this time leave get out of it go to national service go and do your national service and then uh and then come out and see what uh, what you can do after that. So I, I, in national service, I played for my unit, Special Operations Command. Uh, and that sort of helped me to sort of keep going. But even at that point in time, I was already thinking, maybe football is not for me. Maybe I'm not going to make the grade. I didn't play Prime League. You know, uh, maybe it's time to think about, possibly, what about a, a career in the police force? You know, that was something I, I genuinely considered because I really enjoyed my national service, which is a very rare thing for a lot of Singaporeans to say, right? But national service, I had a blast. I loved it so much. The six months that I spent in uh, police academy was fantastic. You, know? uh, you, make, you meet a lot, lots of different people. You learn lots of different things. And, and, and I thought learning about that side of the law, police law and, and things like that, investigation techniques and all that kind of stuff was really cool. Uh, and then uh, going into special operations command, I thought was really cool as well because that was again something I wanted to do while I was in, uh, uh, at, the, at the police academy. So went into SOC and uh, had had a great time as well. You know, you learn all kinds of stuff like the police tactical stuff and and things like that. You get you get used as um um when they want to test pepper spray, you get used as the the dummy <laughs> and the taser. So I've been tasered before as well. I know what it feels like. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you learn all kinds of fantastic stuff uh, and 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 so yeah, I really enjoyed my my national service and I think it actually helped me. To develop as a person as well. You know, you learn how to become independent. You know, you, you learn that this is the realities of the world, uh, getting to go out and uh, deal with people on a day to day basis as, a, as an officer and uh, dealing the, with the realities of the situation. So, yeah, I know I'm diverging away from, from football there, but uh, so yeah, that was actually in my mind, that was sort of the, the crossroads for me. Do I give up football completely and, and pursue a proper career or do I try and, and, and stick with it? So, that was sort of the next decision that I needed to make and after national service um, I went to go and do my diplomas again I went to do my diploma then I did my advanced diploma uh, and then I went into uh, university um, with Murdoch University they have a campus here in, uh, in Singapore so during that time my dad again actually came up to me and said
1: why don't you give football and I try so at, so at this stage, you had completely moved away from football. You weren't training.
2: I was. I was. I was playing for my unit, SOC. But that's about
1: it. There was no after like that, contact with uh Singapore football clubs. No, after
2: sense. that, after that, after the when I left uh, national service, no, I didn't play. I didn't play my diploma year. I didn't play my advanced diploma. I didn't play.
1: This was for about two years.
2: Yeah, a couple of years. Uh, I didn't play in those years, and uh, I mean play socially only you know, for Sunday league teams and things like that. So that part, yes, I did. But organized football and all that, not not really, no, nothing. But why didn't you go down that SPF route? So uh, I didn't why know. didn't I go down that route? That's a good question. Uh, I think the decision that I made was that I wanted to come out and get my degree first and then try to as an officer. see what happens as an officer rather than, you know, applying with... Uh, I, at that time, I would have just had O-levels. So it was more about Okay, go out, go and study first and then see what you want to do. Go get see if you can get your degree first and then see what you want to do. So uh that was behind my my decision making uh at that point. Uh but yeah, to come back to your to your question, Deepan. Um uh leaving uh after my degree, my dad asking me to go and and try out, and uh somehow I just showed up at Topayo Stadium with Balester Khalsa and tried out, tried my luck.
1: So, so what was the reasoning behind your dad wanting you to you know, give it another try? Was it because he probably noticed that um, you've, it feels like you have unfinished business in terms of your football?
2: Yeah, uh, probably. I think he always believed that I was, I was talented enough to play. Uh, and to this day also, he still believes that. He said that you never probably never made the full use of your potential. Um, which I appreciate because I, I like feedback from people who care about me. And I take it on, take it on board. It's important to not only hear the good stuff, uh, but to hear it from people who, who love you and want the best for you. So yeah, I think he he definitely must have seen something in me, right? To encourage me to, to go back into it. I mean, how many, I don't know. I'm, I'm very lucky. The family that I have, I'm very lucky. My, my my mom, my dad, my brother, all brilliant. Later on, my, my, my girlfriend who became my wife, fantastic. But how many parents out there would actually say to their kids, you know, after they've... Once they go into university, right? Go and, go and try and play a sport again, professionally. And so he encouraged me to go for it. He made some calls just to find out whether there were any like opportunities to go and train with anyone. And uh, there was an opening at, uh, at Ballester. So there were no like open trials or anything. I just literally showed up with my boots and walked into the changing room at Topayo Stadium. You know, I think Karim was the coach at the time don't know if you all remember Karim. <laughs>
1: was, was it like, Karim Ben-Sharifa or no, no, someone no.
2: else? Uh, another Karim. Okay. Uh, he was an athlete coach at, uh, at Ballester Cal at the time. So I remember sitting in the stands at Topayo Stadium. He walks across and I went, Oh, hi, you uh, <laughs> coach Karim. He's like, yeah. He looked at me like, yeah. Who's this kid? Like, you know. And I said, oh, I just want to try out uh, for, the, for the Prime League team. And he said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, thankfully, he didn't chase me away. He gave me a, He asked me to go into the dressing room I changed. I went to the dressing room, and the way someone looked at me is like, "Who is this monkey coming in here? This clown? Never heard of him before. Never seen him before. Thinks he can just come in." Because I think actually I realized why they were looking at me that way. Because later on down the road, you start to see sometimes people will just come in randomly, and try. So they probably thought I was just some random fella from the street, lah, coming in.
1: Just want to sorry. Just want to pick up on that because uh, I was having a conversation uh, a few weeks ago about this, right? About um, how uh, a friend I have who used to be in the football scene, he has this criticism of you know, uh, players coming for trials, you know, because they have the connections. I know we're going to digress a bit away here from from uh, Roshan himself, but it does happen a lot. Uh, and I know it personally it happens a lot. Do you think it's fair though that, um, just because of certain connections that you have, because you you have, uh benefited from it, right? Because you got a chance with Balestier, but is it fair that this happens and? Um, is it fair to say that there needs to be something done about this so that people can have a fair chance of coming for trials to clubs and, and getting a, a fair pathway into the clubs?
2: I think so. Uh I I don't think that anyone does anything in life on their own. Uh, you know, we always anyone who tells you I did it everything on my own, I think is not being genuine. Yeah, you know that. You people, got yeah, people help you along the way. People people help you along the way, you know, and then give you opportunities and sometimes doors are, are open for you. But then it's up to you to to then take the next step, right? Uh, no point. I go for a trial and if they decide I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. There's nothing more that that these so-called connections could have done for me, you know? At the end of the day, you have to be in there on, on merit. But in your case, your father didn't have any... No, my dad didn't yeah. have any connections. No, he, he made, just he actually just
0: asked... He became your agent Lord. kind of he didn't he didn't he didn't say
2: he didn't go around to clubs and call them and say, hey, my son wants to come in and all that. He just asked people around in the industry, you know where well, are there any uh, opportunities to to go and train and not even like a trial, just go and train and see see what could come about and And maybe that's a lesson for people who are that person who's commenting about not having connections. Why don't you make your own connections? Why don't you go actually bring your boots and go to a stadium and say, can I have a kickabout? Can I have a yeah, trial? That, that's a very, you know? very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, maybe just complaining about it, you can go and do something about it. Go and, you know, you know, these days as well, especially even in, in this industry, right? You can set up set up your own podcast. You're frustrated with things. You can set something up and go and talk about it. And it's the same. You know, you go and bring your boots and, and see what happens. If you're if you're good, you know, there's an avenue. Of course, now we're in COVID times, things are a little bit different. I'm talking about general situation. So to to answer your question, yeah, f- for sure in any industry, not just football, in any industry, there are people with connections who get things that maybe you deserve that you, sh- you should get and don't get or whatever. Um, but also at times, maybe you can bang down doors on your own as well if you get the chance to. If you get the chance to.
1: Fantastic point. Uh, you say you ended up at ballastel and um, you, know, you went for these trials and all. Um, how was the selection process like? Uh, when did you find out that uh, you're going to get a chance with Ballester Kalsa?
2: So actually, uh, the first training session, I actually trained with the S-League team and then, uh, because the Prime League team trained later. So I think as the Prime League team came in, then uh, Karim said to me, you know, just go and train with them instead. Better you go and train with them. So I went to the Prime League team and uh, Rudin was the coach at the time. Uh, Nasser Rudin great guy by the way uh, and so I started training him. he was thinking who is this guy you know fallen from the sky and then suddenly he's here <laughs> training left Yeah. <laughs> so actually I, 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 I think showing out of the blue sort of and and showing some of these guys that I could play uh, kind of helped to earn a bit of respect because I could hear their murmurs you know they were speaking to one of these guys who I actually used to play with uh, in the home united youth teams uh, I can't remember his full name now Ju... Jew... Juhairi or Juhaimi or something like that. So they were like talking to him and saying, Hey, Budani, okay eh? Boleh main, eh? Like, you know, <laughs> like, so I was like, okay yeah, you know, they, they They probably thought this guy don't understand Malay lah. So, uh, so then he was like telling them, yeah, actually he played for Home United back then, just he hasn't played for a while. So, um, and I think Nasa saw it as an opportunity to to sign me up in the mid-season uh, window. For the Prime League. For the Prime League team. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) Actually, it's it's interesting because uh, I joined them for training. There was no window yet. And then after a few weeks, I went to go to uh, Melbourne to be with my girlfriend for a month. Because she was studying there. Uh, And then stopped training with them. And then again, I sort of came back. And then Nassau was like, what, what, where do you go? Like, you, know, you, you came out of the blue, you went away, <laughs> yeah. you came back out of the blue again. So now this time, hopefully you're
0: not going anywhere. And uh, yeah, I was able to, to sign a contract with them. Do you find it weird that after a few years away from football and you came back and then you could still match these guys? Yeah, I don't know. I, I did find it weird. I, I thought there'd be like some serious
2: deficiency <laughs> in my game. Uh, and I think that, 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 that there were some. I think maybe on the tactical front in terms of understanding certain situations or certain things, you know, I think there were some, uh, but still was able to sort of match. I mean, if I was able to get a prime league contract, then must have done something right, you know? So yeah, I I missed about maybe three, four years of like organized, (laughs) like organized club football. I missed three, (laughs) four years, but I still was able to get a a contract. So yeah, I mean, uh, thankful for the opportunity and grateful to get in. Um, but I was I was I I was unlucky in the sense that uh, on the day that I signed the contract we went to play a friendly against um, SCC at Padang and it was and I played the whole game late in the game Uh, I was chasing a long ball that was played in behind I was chasing it through and then my hamstring just went poomp you could actually hear it and so that meant that I had the primary contract I was registered which was great of the club to still do but uh, I was out for a couple of months. I was out for a couple of months. And that sort of really had, uh, was a big setback for me uh, going forward. So at this point, you are
1: completely done for studies? Degree done? Uh, no, no, all. no.
2: At this point, I'm still uh, working, on my, uh, working on my degree. Degree, okay. Yeah.
1: So uh, we will come to that a bit later in terms of balancing itself. Uh, but after this injury that you suffered, um, how did you end up, you know, getting an appearance for, for the club? Ah, uh, was it a long uh, recovery road in certain sense, and also in terms of making the appearance in the professional league? How did that happen?
2: You know, ah, uh, injury recovery sometimes. I think now it's better. I'm okay. I don't know. Maybe players might have a different players currently might have a different issue. But speaking from my my time back uh, those years ago, uh, it was almost as if in certain clubs your injury recovery is up to you. You were left alone to do it. So. <sighs> There's no like proper structure or plan in that area, in that field to get you strengthened back up to make sure that your recovery and rehabilitation is. So I was pretty much left alone to have to recover my my torn hamstring on my own. And so when that happens, you don't do proper recovery. You come back, you think it's healed. Then the other side tears because of, you know, you're not done the proper strengthening and things like that. So that's actually what, what happened to me. I came back to training, other side split. And then I was out again for another three, four weeks. So when you don't have that, that sort of good support structure in terms of um that other side to it, the injury recovery and development, you're left to your own devices. What do I know, right? I'm a player, I'm not a sports science specialist, I'm not a physio, I don't know these things. You know, I can go and do and I can go and do research. Yes, I can, but I'm still uh sort of limited in that, in that sense, you know, and uh uh, again as I said I was pretty much left to, to my own devices so I go to sometimes I'd go to uh, Mount Alvernia last time S League they had a deal with uh, Mount Alvernia one of the, the doctors there you could go there for for treatment and therapy so I'd go there uh, to do some uh, recovery and things like that physio uh, and things like that eventually I was able to to try and come back to it but I missed a lot of, of, of football and, 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 and by this age I was already 22 so 22 and last time Prime League was under 23 so next year I was going to be 23 we don't make it S-League by then, that's it, you know? So, um I, I was a bit concerned about what would happen uh, beyond that
1: after the injuries. So, did you go on to make a S-League appearance in this crunch time? At that time, no, I didn't. So, when it came to the next year, the year after
2: that, 2008, is when Nasa took over as uh, Ballester's head coach. And then he sat me down in the office and said, you know, he had signed a lot of his prime League players to play in the S-League. Ballester at the time was, you know, looking at all these young players and... Um, what do you mean at that time giving yeah, <laughs> nothing not, not much has changed right <laughs> even currently uh, <laughs> but it, I mean in that sense it was good because it's a club that can give you a stepping stone and an opportunity to play so there's always positives and, and negatives to it right so um, anyway he sat me down and he said I can't give you an athlete contract because simply because you haven't proven that you deserve a contract you haven't played enough you have these injuries I'll give you a. you can play with a prime league team and a coach that time was Marco
1: Oh, Marco uh, was the prime league coach.
2: At that time. Okay. Yeah. So I keep saying at that time a lot. Um, so yeah, Marco was the coach. And uh, I said, yeah, fine. I'll take the prime league contract. I'll prove myself again. No problem. And uh, so I got it. This time, thankfully, I was able to stay free from injury. After a few months into the season, um, the S-League team had a bit of an injury crisis of their own. I got the opportunity to step in. And from then on, I, I didn't look back. Mid season, I got a, a professional contract. My first, first professional pro contract. contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mid season in two thousand, I got my first prof- professional contract, and um, just just went from there. And all this time, uh, I'm also doing my uh, my my degree. I'm just finishing up my degree and all that. So actually, Ballester were were good. Um, they helped. They helped as part of my my deal, as part of my contract deal. They actually gave me a bit of money to help with my school fees, my university fees as well. So that was really nice of them and you know, they said, uh, you go and finish your studies. If you need time off for uh, exams, take your time off for exams, which uh, I did. Exam times I would, I would take uh, a couple of days off there. But also football, you know, you train a couple of hours days. You you like it. It's also a nice release for you. So I didn't really take too much time off. Uh, but yeah, they were very supportive and, uh, and I had good opportunities to finish off my degree and play uh, football uh, in the S League at, at the same time.
1: So how was your your first steps in, in the S at the time? Uh, did you find the level, you know, doable? Uh, was it a bit tougher than you thought? How was it like?
2: Yeah, it took some time to adjust. I still remember my debut game against uh, Korean Super Reds. Wow, okay. Yeah. And uh, this was the Korean Super Reds that was actually good.
0: They were challenging for the <laughs> time. It wasn't the Korean Super Reds that first
2: came in. It was the the ones that were that were kind of good. And uh, uh, live game, Jalan Besah, uh Stadium. Uh, we took the lead, I think, very early on in that game. And I remember running around a lot, running, chasing, and then uh, I'm thinking as a player, you know, having to impress, run, hustle, chase, close down. Uh, and then I and then I'm thinking, wow, I'm getting like quite tired. You know, must be getting close to half time. I look out at the game clock, 14 minutes. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, better pace yourself. Okay, okay, better pace yourself. I don't you know. And by 60th minute or so, well, 65th minute, cram already. leg like cram. So, i just not used to the... Intensity. intensity. Mm. Uh, But, you know, after a month or so, you know, you just play. And the more you play, you get used to it. And it's funny because you play... Then you play S League. And then if, for example, Prime League, you they need someone to help out or you need to gain some match fitness, you go and play Prime League, suddenly you, you have like so much time on the ball. It's like the step, the level is down. And that's where you came from. But now you're playing in it, you're thinking this is so easy. So, um... And that's why I think you know in in football development as well people always talk about playing at a higher level if you can to try and play at a different pace because then you know you 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 get used to it then you you see what it is and then suddenly things at a lower level become become easier, easier yeah. you know what I mean so um so yeah it took some time to to get adjusted to it but uh, I think I was I think I was okay I think I, I did okay I was unlucky throughout my career with uh, with injuries here and there but generally it was. After that, a bit of an adjustment period in terms of the fitness and intensity levels. It was it was all right.
1: So this was a uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish period. You were there uh, with the ballester Khalsa S League team for one year. Uh, was it one year or was it uh, a few more years?
2: ballester Khalsa S League team. Uh, in total, I played there until the end of two thousand and
1: nine. End of two thousand nine. Okay.
2: Cause twenty ten, I moved to SCF. FC.
1: So how how did that move come about? Um. Were you already impressing enough at that stage to realise or know for yourself that I, I might be in for, for a move to a bigger club? Uh, I mean, no offence to Ballester, but a, oh, a move yeah. to yeah, a bigger club. Did you know at the point of time? You kind of have to have that ambition of your
2: own to want to try and test yourself and, and things like that. So, there was obviously an opportunity to stay at Ballester. They were happy for me to stick, stick around and, and offer me a new contract. But there's this big goal in my mind of... uh playing for some of the bigger clubs, testing yourself. And along the way, you hear certain uh, murmurs or, or, or rumours and people say that, you know, this guy was asking about you, that guy was asking about you uh, and things like that. You don't really think too much of it until it comes to a point where you think maybe I can step up and try something else. We were losing a lot of games at Ballestia, um, always finishing at the bottom of the table, which is, which is understandable, not criticism, it's just we were a very young side you know, it was investment in terms of the foreign players and all that wasn't really there. Uh, they improved a little bit after that, which was good to see, great to see. But at the time, it was about giving a lot of young players opportunities, and a lot of young players from that group from my team went on to play at other clubs as well. You know, Po Yifeng, for example, is one who was my teammate, and he went on to have a really good, pretty good career in the in the S League, SPL. And uh, you know, uh, Han Yiguang is another one, for example, play Woodlands, and now he's working with Hao Gang. As the head of youth there, so different s- several different players and all that kind of stuff and Jufri Taha another one played for Singapore I think at one point maybe a couple of caps or so. So there, there were there were there were players who got these these precious opportunities, really great game time and got the opportunity to go on and move on. And then also I felt like there was time for me to move on, so I wanted to go and play for a club where I could try and win things, test myself. And then that then you think about, you know, right now maybe you're a big fish in a small pond. You know, you want to go in become, you know, test yourself in a, in a bigger ocean. And that 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 carrot of potentially playing in the AFC Champions League, that is huge for me because that's a competition I followed even as a, as a teenager. You know, I, I would watch it on TV I would think, well, really cool. You know, we our continent, our football, we have our own Champions League and you can play in it. You can play in some of the top teams in Asia, some of the top players in Asia. So um, I was willing to, I'm the kind of person who is willing to take risk in a sense that uh, I don't like to be under someone's thumb. Uh, I'm quite happy to say, if I come to the end of my contract and the terms are not agreeable to me, I'm quite happy to say, okay, I'll see what I can get elsewhere. You know, whereas people might be, if I don't get this contract, I can't play or something like that. They so just I settle for less. Like? Settle for less somewhere else. So I I, I wanted to, to push on, wanted to get an increase on my pay. I wanted to also test myself elsewhere. And so actually I was without a club I don't remember if I had any offers at all, actually. There was some interest here and there, but not really any. Uh, oh, I had one serious offer. Uh, I think it was Woodlands at the time. Um, and then I, I called uh, Richard Bok. Uh, asked my friend for his phone number. I called him. And this is about making opportunities on your own, right? I just called him and said, uh, Hi, Richard, you know, I'm Roshan from Ballestia. Uh I'm out of contract. I, 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 just want, I was just wondering if there's an opportunity to move over to SCFFC and play with y'all. He just went, oh, the tall guy. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let, me, let me think about it and call you back. And thankfully, he called me back and uh, went in, signed the, the contract with them. And I uh, was absolutely delighted to to be to move over there.
1: And this was 2010? Two, 2010, yeah. So, uh, from what I, from what I know, uh, 2009 they played in the AFC Champions League for the first year. Yeah, this was the second year they were going this to be Champions the Champions League. Year. Yeah. Um, and and that was pr- uh, primarily behind the motive to to move to a club like that at the time. Yes. Um, how was that experience like playing in the 2010 Champions League? If I remember correctly, you played in every game uh, yes. of the group stage, correct? Yeah. Yes,
2: I played in every game. I started every game and I finished every game except the Hernan one. I got taken out in 93rd minute. Was it a win? No, we drew over the there. Drew, uh, over the drew. Over
1: there. The draw, okay.
2: And that one, funny story. I got full body cram. 93rd minute. Full body. I've never had cram like this in my entire they
1: life. They call it the spider lah.
2: Eh, <laughs> guys. It was horrible. It was the worst cram I've ever, ever, ever had. Isn't
1: this because you're running more than you used more, to? Running more
2: and it was like three degrees. We we're playing three degrees. We didn't have any like warm clothing. Short sleeve. Shorts. <laughs> the changing room got no hot water. I think maybe those fellas playing home ground advantage or what? No heating in the changing room, no hot water, everything freezing. You know, so, obviously, after game, never shower. Like who wants to after game go and shower in the freezing cold water, right? So, anyway, I got taken off in that game. I was crammed. I crammed in the bus on the way back to the hotel. I was just lying there like that. Like, <laughs> I wish you guys could take a video of this, but I was just like. Uh, like. And then. And I remember cursing and swearing, and you know, and uh, Indra Shana was making fun of me, and I was like cursing at him and all that, which I, I apologized to him for because it wasn't about him. It was just I was in an incredible amount of pain. Like, you know, you, you cram, you try to stretch. But then this was like <laughs> your calf cramp, you stretch your calf, then your your hamstrings start to cram. Then you stretch your hamstring, your quads contract, then your quads start to cram. So it's like, cannot stretch anything. So it's like uh, in the middle of the, the bus, you know, I was lying down on the, the floor, and uh, Thankfully, halfway on the way back to the hotel, it stopped, got into the shower, took a warm shower, but that was bad.
1: I hope that's not the lasting memory you have of your Champions League campaign. No, no, no.
2: Of course not. Of course not. (laughs) I mean, uh, I I just thought that might be funny for for you guys. (laughs) But that Champions League campaign as well, we had to play two playoff matches before that to qualify. So we didn't qualify directly. It wasn't direct qualification. You had to play a playoff game. So we played a playoff game against Sriwijaya. That one, I I only played the last 10 minutes. And then we had to play uh the second one, the the was against uh, we beat Sri I think 3-0. Second one was against Wang Tong United. Then they had Kawin in goal and all that kind of stuff. So that was a very strong Wong Tong who uh lost to us. They went to the AFC Cup and they actually did really well in the in the AFC Cup. So that was a very strong team. Played at Jalam I remember I went to penalties. Uh I came on at the start of extra time, played extra time. Uh didn't get to take a penalty, thankfully, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we made it through. Sharyl Jantan uh, pulled off the couple of saves. Um, and uh, yeah, we got through into the, into the group stages, which was just a, like a dream come true. Playing in the Champions League, guys, is... I felt sorry for the Tampanese boys this year because they had like a centralized venue, no fans, nothing. So, you know, you don't really get that full feeling of it. Uh, thankfully, we 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 got that. You know, you go out to, I remember, the Cramps Gate as I'll call it right now, uh, that first game against Hernan. In the build-up to it, in the hotel, and I remember Selvaraj talking to me, saying that, you know, how you feel? I, said, I feel great. Like, you know, it's, uh, you get to play in this competition. Um, it's what I want to do. It's what I've, I've uh, always aimed for. And he said, oh, when uh, before kick-off, I will ask you again how you feel. So I think, uh, I don't know whether it's true, but I think he might have had the feeling that I would be like, uh, overawed or nervous about it or things like that. And then I remember coming out to the warm up, going to the stadium, you know, you've got the police escort in the bus all the way through, roads cleared for you. Going into the stadium, all the Chinese fans, the Henan fans are like waving, smiling, happy to see you. They think you're, you're fodder lah, you know, that oh, easy three points, you know, we're going to whack them. By the end of the night, when we were going back, all the middle fingers started coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a good sign, man. This is a great sign. We took
2: a point away from them. All the middle fingers started coming out, all the, the swear words, I don't know, I don't know how to swear in Mandarin. Uh, but all the swear words started coming out. And people out there thinking, if you don't know how to swear in Mandarin, how you know their swear words? Just the way they were delivered, you will know the swear words. Um But yeah, so going back to the experience of playing that game, everything is like professionally done. You go in a changing room, which was freezing, and then come out, go for the warm-up. And the warm-up, the big screen is already playing the AFC videos, the Champions League videos with the music, the anthem. The anthem, then your hair starts to stand and all that. And you come out and then the, already the
0: crowd is there. I think it was capacity crowd that uh, that night. Uh, no, it, just... it, didn't, it didn't register in my head that there was a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> because you just saw Tempest play play exactly. a crowd. Yeah. yeah. So it's, this is our new normal, right?
2: Yeah. But the stadium was only about 25,000. But it was full. And you couldn't hear your teammates standing like, you're here, I'm here, and you cannot hear. Like you're just shouting and screaming to each other like, wow, you know, you got to like really really focus and and, and concentrate on trying to hear what your teammate is saying. So anyway, coming up for the warm-up, crowd is there, amazing, beautiful, this is what you want to play professional football for. And then Bennett uh, comes to me and says, Rish, forget all this, don't worry about all this, forget all this, you know, leave it out of your mind, just focus on the game. And I was like, I looked at him like, Dan, are you kidding me or what? This is brilliant. You know, this is what we're here for. You know, this is absolutely fantastic. And so I just really was able to enjoy it and really take it all in. And I think sometimes players look back on certain things, certain moments, and then they think I, I couldn't really enjoy it at the time. But I really like was, thankfully, I was able to have that presence of mind to sort of just take it all in and enjoy it. And we had a, we had a great result to, to kick things off. I remember Hafiz Osman actually handballing one off the line. We were under siege, huh? They had chance after chance. Sharil was in top form. Sharyl Jantan was an incredible goalkeeper. Uh, save after save. Hafiz Osman, handball, lucky no VR. <laughs> handball off the line. We got away with it. Uh, a couple of chances of our own. Came away with a point, which was a, a great way to start things. And then games against uh games against Gamba, games against Suwon, the level of play, the difference in level of play, going to play in Gamba, and again, fans in the state, Japanese fans and all that. And um yeah, just just really, really what an incredible uh, experience it was playing in the AFC Champions League. I really wish that I could have played more campaigns in it. Uh, but we know after that, there were some decisions that were taken out of, the, out of our hands. Uh, there were decisions where Singapore teams were not going to be taking part in it. Whoever it was in their wisdom who decided at the time, uh, I think it set us back a, a little bit uh, at that point. So it's a, a bit of a shame, but I guess thankfully now we've got teams who are able to go back in.
1: And of course that was uh, a fundamental part of your of your career with uh the Singapore Armed Forces FC at that time. Um moving on from there, um you next secured a move, I think a year or, or so later, uh to Home United. Uh where you know you were with previously at, at a youth level. Uh when you went there, was your first coach already uh Coach Lee Lim Singh or was it someone else?
2: When I went to Home United after my spell at SAF, uh it was Lee Lim Singh. Yeah. Lee Lim Singh. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, he was there. Uh, we have heard so much about him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. for yourself, especially. Um, were you taken aback with the the training, and you know how do you adapt to it? So much running, you cram again. No, no. I, I, <laughs> no, you see.
2: Uh, there's a there's a there's a
1: common. I
2: my thinking behind is there's a common misconception around that. That uh, for me, I didn't have any issue with running, and fitness. You're a professional footballer. If the coach asks you to run, go and run. Just go and run. That's. You're paid, right? To, to do whatever the coach wants from you, you're paid. That part I have no problem with. He wanted to run me into the ground he ran, and he ran me into the ground. I'll show you all my shin, this injury that I got. I actually had a hole in my shin at one point. Yeah, we'll come back to that a little bit later. Remind me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the 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 thing that I didn't like about him and my time there is that I find that, that there was a lack of respect amongst between him and some players. He was playing favourites with some guys as well and some players know it to run. Some players come morning, run. Afternoon or so, run. And uh, again, it's not about the fitness thing. You know, it's about the the respect. Like if you need to make people feel a part of the squad. There were players that he, for one reason or another, didn't like. We were you one of them? Uh, yeah, I think I was. Initially, I think I was. Um... Uh, Initially, I think it was because there was me, um, Zahid Ahmad. You all remember Zahid Ahmad? Saiful Iskandar. There were a few of us who had to come uh, morning, train, run. Like- okay, first of all, I, this, I have to say that when I went into preseason, I wasn't fit enough because already at the end of um, my time at SAFFC, uh, I had a move that uh, I was supposed to go to Gang. That move fell through. Again, some garbage, which we won't go into, but that move fell through. Uh, and then um, I thought, okay, maybe I'm not going to play anymore. So actually I thought 2011, that was going to be the end. I'm not going to play anymore. So this move to Home United sort of kind of came out of the blue in a sense, you know, and uh, and I and I hadn't been preparing myself in the off season to start again, to play again. So I, I kind of switched off a little bit. So yes, I wasn't as fit as I should have been going to preseason. season uh, But after that, um, just the way that, he he treated some of us in the sense that, you know, he said, Yo, you're not happy, get out, go, go to another club. go I think he basically wanted you to leave. He basically wanted to, you to leave and maybe it was a test. I don't know, maybe. But again, as I say I'm not one of those who gives up easily. You want me to come 6am, I will come 6am. And, and I kept doing that. And I was run down. I was like falling sick because your immune levels are, are low and all that kind of stuff. But whatever, I'll still do it because I'm contracted. You're paying me. Whether my pay is good, pay is poor, pay whatever, as long as I sign a contract, you will get my best. And uh so I just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it until I got fit. And he had to, he had to play me. The first game of the season, I think I played. Uh there was a charity shield game as well that I played. Um I think it was against Tempanese at the time. So by, by this you know point, saying? had you
1: won him over or?
2: I don't know. I don't know whether I won him over, but I he 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 played me. Uh but still it's not like we were talking that much or whatever, you know? And and I just found that he didn't really know how to take pressure away from players. He's the kind of guy who like will say to the team, oh, today you don't win, tomorrow we come and run. Like, ah, okay. You know, it's, it's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> like why? Yeah. You know, you are putting that, that fear of punishment into players and you are using, it's a very old school kind of mentality. I don't blame him because that's probably the culture he was brought up in what he he knew, what he learned. And all due respect to him, he was an incredible player, played in, in World Cup and all that. There's no question marks about that. Cannot, nobody can criticise that. He said he used to run up mountains and, and shit like that. Four times, train four times a day. Morning, they go run up mountain. Before lunch, they go gym. After lunch, they don't know do what, whatever the hell they do. And then afternoon train again, Even at, whatever stories he used to tell. Uh. But yeah, it's just the, basically, it's just, uh, I found it to be a lack of respecting. And, and that year at, at uh, at home united that i had on a personal level it wasn't a good year for me on the pitch uh just because of all this i started to lose my love for for playing football lose my love for the game i just didn't really enjoy it i played some games here and there um and especially towards actually towards the end of the season or mid-season even or mid-season towards the end of the season, players just didn't started not wanting to play for him You know, and they say, I got knee injury, I got this, I got that. He used to take out a video camera, put it on the side of the track and video us running. And I think it was to see, put on video, who were the players who were not following instructions, who were not running and things. So he could use that to go back and complain to management about the guys. The funny thing is, it's the guys who he kind of was playing favorites with that didn't need to, to run and all that, that they sort of fell out with that they sort of fell out with.
1: Which and marked the beginning of the end for him. La.
2: Which marked, the, I don't know, he was there for another couple of years, right? I think in the yeah. next year he won like a Singapore Cup or something. Yeah, like Singapore that. Cup. No, yeah. but,
1: but in a sense, having already lost these players that you're mentioning about, um, would you say that as a player, you thought he might be gone next year, you know, I might stick around? He was, dude, he was
2: talking about leaving during the season. He was coming into, it, I, he went in the papers at one point and said, I didn't choose any of these players. These players were forced upon me. Already you say that about your, your dressing room, what do you think morale is going to be like, right? And, uh, you know, he would come in at some point, he would come in and be like, I have a lot of offer from uh, China, I have a lot of offer from this, that, and the other. Telling the players. Telling us. I have I can go anytime. So, actually, in, <laughs> my, in my mind,
0: exactly go that. There were of please,
2: please just go. Please just go. You know, please just go. And then like I remember uh, talking to to Jeremy Chiang about this as well. Back then he said he would talk to us individually one on one and he was telling Jeremy, "Oh, I have cho- offer from China. I can go, but because of you all I want to stay." It's all <laughs> whyang. Eh, <laughs> It's all yang, And uh, a lot of a lot of reporters back then fell for it as well, you know, thinking that no, players are all attitude a deal problem or whatever, but maybe some are Every industry has bad apples. But also for me, my personal problem with that was the, 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 the lack of respect. I just didn't like how he treated people and how he treated me. Towards the end, he asked me to stay. We were in Brunei, going to play DPMM. He, he talks to me and says, uh, you know, what's your plans for next year? I said, "I honestly, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I still want to play anymore. He said, oh, well, what kind of salary you, you are looking at? And I And I just quoted him some ridiculous number because I was pretty sure I didn't want to play for him. And so uh, he just, oh, you're shot. <laughs> oh. And so uh, and so that was that. I think it came the end of it. it. Come the end of the season, he didn't even, there was no notification from the club that we are releasing you. There was no like, nothing. There was nothing. He didn't even, I remember the last game of the season, there were no minutes given or no like, okay, bye, thanks for your whatever. Thanks for your effort, as you used to say a lot back then. But no notification from the club. To say that, you know, you were not extending your contract, it's released or whatever, nothing, no communication, nothing. So, which again, is left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, so, how, how do
1: you know that you're done?
2: Contract expire. That's all. Uh. So, just don't turn up for Nobody training. shows me, nobody says anything to me, what am I supposed to do? Nobody's talking to me about anything, nobody gives me uh Your, your contract expire? What? You know, I mean, you get the sense that writing's on the wall, you know you're not going to be here. I know I made my own decision there, eh? but still, there's no communication and that's not the way things should be done. You know, you need to communicate to 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 people have that professional courtesy and professional respect to say that we are not retaining you, or you know, or if you've decided you don't want to stay, we're also not retaining you or something. Just have a just have a chat. It doesn't take much, you know. You can even just take a phone call and and tell someone you know we're not
1: using you anymore for for next year. Fine. So so were all these reasons? Um, did they push you to ending your career earlier than you would have thought? No, I think I
2: was. I think I was also sort of coming to a to a natural end. Like I said, that year, I felt like really, I didn't want to... That year was really bad on that front. Day. I lost a lot of confidence. I didn't feel like I was enjoying playing football a lot anymore. I was... Uh... I had lots of injuries as well in my career. Like I said, early on, I had hamstring injuries. And then uh, at Topayo Stadium, uh, the pitch. Goodness, the pitch. I This game, again, funny enough, against Super Rates. It was a live match. minutes of the game or so, I go and play a diagonal ball and then as I step down on the follow-through, steps on an uneven surface, the pitch was rock hard and bumpy. It just goes like that, like almost 90 degrees. Mm. Crack. I hear that crack and then immediately I'm like, oh, you know, but still, I go off for treatment, spray, come back on. I still play in that game. I still play and the doctor at the time after that said, you really shouldn't have. Uh, I still play. The mistake I made was at halftime, I took out my boots. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it just became like a balloon so I got uh, 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 Nasrul to Nasrul works with Lion City Sailors now in the national team I got him to just tape it for me as tight Carry on the second half uh, came off in the 80th minute or so next day I went to the hospital doctor says your ligament is completely gone it's, it's like torn we're going to put it in a. don't need surgery but we're going to put it in a, this uh, cast Uh just to uh, keep it in shape while it heals and so that's what I had so I think I was out for like I don't know man 8 weeks 10 weeks the funny thing is the day after I get my cast on we were supposed to after the Super Reds game we were supposed to fly to Brunei to play DPMM we Walked into the, to the office with that cast and my walking stick and uh, NASA asked me how uh, can come with us to Brunei or not maybe you can tape your ankle <laughs> <laughs> I was like no way I cannot of like cool. like you know, look at this it's ridiculous. I mean, like an actual like a cast. So uh, that I had that that injury issue. I had um surgery for a for a hernia injury in twenty ten at SAF. So that also sort of set me back a little bit. So I had all these these little injury concerns, um, and it disrupts your rhythm. It disrupts your momentum. And I, and and then that hole in my shin, as I was talking about, um, yeah, uh, like a literal hole in my shin. And then. <laughs> what happened? I took a kick against Gomba. I went into a challenge and then the uh, follow through, I took a kick to my shin. So there was a cut. And then uh the cut, I'm not sure how it developed into uh, an infection. And so the doctor actually had to scoop out ah. the tissue and all that out of it. Just get rid of the infection. Get rid of the infection. Oh. He had to do it like <laughs> a couple of times. I, to, I remember I had to go back <laughs> twice to do this. So now there's that, there's that there's uh, that thing on my shin.
1: A tattoo from your playing days. Tattoo day, too,
2: like. where there's completely no hair. I'm quite hairy leg. But that, that area is like the ball spot. And, uh, so, so yeah, so I came into to that. I thought not, um, my career's not going anywhere. I'm not getting a national call up anytime soon. I don't see it happening. Um I don't wanna be, uh, I don't wanna be playing S League until I'm 35 on not such a great salary, and then coming out at 35 and then having to find a job after that. With no real world experience, no things like that. So I just thought, just coming to a natural end, getting these injuries, I don't think I'm going to be that great a, a footballer. I'm not going to have this international football or whatever. And so, just just decided that uh, that was it and I want to try my luck out, outside, the world outside of football.
0: From the highs of playing the Champions League with SAF and then playing Home United for that yeah. that season, yeah. Would you think that you would you regretted that season? You would you have retired the season before, the your final year at SAF? No, I think it was really good for me to play that season.
2: Um it was really good for me to play that season, also because I talk about it in a negative way. And yes, it affected me negatively. Uh, but there's also still another year to be around uh other footballers, be around the changing room. The changing room is 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 something that I think a lot of players, when they talk about it, they will say that they miss. Because it's, you know, you, maybe you have a problem with a coach or whatever, but you don't really have many problems with the with teammates unless it's something really serious. But I, I found that I personally didn't have any issues and it was just fun. It's like guys sit around and, you know, you can sit around and banter and chat and cut holes in people's t-shirts. And we had
1: the the bicycle club uh, as we well. Had the,
2: yeah, we SFFC, the bicycle club. And then uh, we used to bully like players and all that. <laughs> and I say bully and people out there don't think it's like bully, like really, you know, because these days I don't say bully is like, you know, a thing, but it's just, things that we do to each other in the dressing room uh, just good times you know and um, you remember these things and so it's like sort of another year I get to play football in a sense I do enjoy going for training playing football being with uh, other footballers having these experiences playing SPL and S League and also um, that year Home United play in the AFC Cup so I got to go to Hong Kong <laughs> which was nice of Lee Lim saying to do so I thank him for that uh, and then um, and then uh, got to go and play in Jordan as well against uh, Jordi- uh, against a team from Syria yeah, I think we lost 3-0 AFC Cup round of 16 yeah so that was nice these are nice little experiences uh,
1: yeah and that's it for part 1 do listen to part 2 where we dive into Roshan's media career